Hello everyone and welcome to the wonderful world of psychology. This is So About Your Advice, the podcast that uses psychology to determine what pieces of advice are based in reason and evidence and which ones we should probably avoid listening to. I'm your host Emily and today we have a very special guest here to give us some of her own advice. Our guest has been a contestant on season 25 of The Bachelor and does wonderful work on raising awareness and support for caregivers of family members suffering from chronic and terminal illnesses. She also happens to be one of my oldest friends from way back in elementary school. <laughs> Today we have the lovely Sarah Trott. Hi. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. We've come a long way since elementary school. We really have. <laughs> I was not expecting both of us to be here years later, but I'm excited about it. Yay. Thank you for having me. Okay, so you have already accomplished so much in your life, <laughs> and through that, you've probably learned a ton that would be really helpful to our listeners and to me. So I'm sure we could have probably like 10 guest episodes with you on it <laughs> to talk about everything that you've learned, but today I want to talk about a topic that has felt pretty salient in your own life and has really gotten you to the point that you're at today, and that is the concept of saying yes. So to start this off, I wanted to ask you how saying yes has affected your own life and if there's any particular instances in your life where you feel like it really made an impact on yourself. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much for that introduction. I appreciate that. (laughs) And life is just such a learning process, Mm -hmm. you know? So the art of saying yes, putting yourself out there, gaining confidence, it all takes time and Mm -hmm. iterations of understanding who you are, who your core values are. And I think saying yes is just something that I subconsciously was doing, but then later realized that, you know, there is a psychological element to it of how that can transform your mindset, your happiness, uh, and honestly, your life of what things that you choose to do in life, what careers you take, relationships you choose to invest your time in. And so saying yes can be a really healthy way to reframe your mindset. And then, of course, which we can talk about later, just the other downsides of saying yes too much and knowing when to say yes, when to say no. Because in certain situations, a no is actually a yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) So, yeah, I think um, I'm so excited. There's so many things we can talk about with this subject. There really are. And I think it's something that, I mean, a lot of people, including myself, have struggled with in terms of what are the right times in your life to say yes or no? And when are the situations where it is better to say no? Like you said, sometimes there are situations where a no is a yes. And saying no is something that is also beneficial to us. So there's a ton of topics we can talk about. But to start this off, I really want to hear about one example where you feel like saying yes was the right choice. Something that saying yes really sent your life in a direction that you wanted it to go in or even that was unexpectedly pleasant? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the first thing that comes to mind is saying yes to the opportunity to be on The Bachelor, which is definitely so exciting. (laughs) I literally saw that and I was like, oh my God, I love The Bachelor. Oh my gosh. It really, it shook everyone up. They're like, oh my (laughs) gosh, Sarah is going on the show. What is happening? But I feel like, you know, I had been on TV a lot and right. had been doing other like podcasts and fun things. So to some people, they weren't surprised at all. To some people, <laughs> they were shocked. So much excitement. And yeah, that was a, a huge risk. So that right. was uh, saying yes to something that absolutely changed my life. It was scary. It was intimidating. It was exciting. And, you know, with saying yes to things, 
you are also taking on an element of risk, you know, putting yourself into new or uncomfortable situations and kind of weighed all of those things before deciding to actually say yes to go on the show. And I thought I was prepared for (laughs) what that would uh, be like. How can you ever prepare for something like that? They try to. They try to prepare you of, you know, your life will change and all of this. And, you know, going into the show in a modern age, everybody knows what happens after you go on the show, you know, more exposure and just people, you're in the public eye. So knowing all of that and thinking that my former experience being a TV reporter and anchor did that for many years before going on the show. Like I've been in the public eye. Right. You're like, I got this. I know what it's going to entail. Right. Right. Had no clue. It was such a wild (laughs) journey. It was so much in many ways it felt invasive and overwhelming. Right. Oh, I'm sure. But just taking that experience, learning from it, that was really a massive milestone in my life of just how much growth I experienced understanding myself, uh, relationships with others, with friends, with uh, significant others, and just, yeah, crazy, like such a crazy moment. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like, you know, for those of us who have been a fan of The Bachelor, we know how it works. We know that once someone goes on the show, their lives do tend to significantly change, you know, and you're in the public eye a lot more. So there's a lot of risk that is associated with going on because course it's a great opportunity but with that you have to be prepared for kind of being in the public eye even more so than you were already and just given like all of that kind of running through your head how did you decide in that moment okay this is something I want to go for like how did you say to yourself this is something that is worth taking that that jump I think well you know using this example but creating that as um I guess an example for other people who are evaluating big life changes or big decisions. I think this is comparable to anything, you know, saying yes to something and weighing the pros and cons and really being really thoughtful and intentional with like, what does this decision mean to the best of your ability? Because obviously you can't foresee every little thing that could happen. Definitely You know, attending med school or um, (laughs) choosing to break up with someone or moving Mm -hmm. to a new city or, you know, those massive life changes where you're really changing like a pillar of your life. This I knew was going to be something like that. But, you know, confiding in close friends and family, really thinking about like, who am I? What do I really want? And Mm -hmm. at that time in my life, you know, I was going through a lot of difficult stuff with my family. Right. The pandemic was just starting. It was a miracle that The Bachelor was even able to put on this show in <laughs> right? the pandemic. I was shocked that they made it work so well. Well, I, I think they just had a massive budget because, yeah, you know, the COVID testing sense. and all of the protocols they had to face right. were significant. But it just shows you the scope and scale of the show. It's been on for decades, more than 20 years, I think. So they have it together. But... Yeah, just, you know, it was a difficult decision because my dad was really ill at the time. My parents were always so supportive of me. Of That's wonderful. Launching me in new ways and new experiences. And um, at the time, you know, thought that I would have been able to stay in touch with my family while I was on the show. Right. And so then, you know, unforeseen things happened of being away from them and realizing just how difficult that was for me. Mm-hmm. And so saying yes to this opportunity and then you know, being on a national platform, having the opportunity to talk about ALS, to talk about caregiving and my circumstance, which I thought, you know, was, you know, maybe other people had been through it, but didn't quite realize on the scale of how much family caregiving impacted other people. Because after the show, I literally remember sitting there on the couch, like, refreshing my Instagram and yeah. my following going up by like thousands a second. Oh my gosh, it was the most that's surreal. wild. I was just like, 
what's <laughs> happening. It was oh my so God. crazy. Like that feels like a movie experience. You know, that's something you see in a movie and you're like, that would never happen in real life. But it did. It did. It was wild. Yeah. But what was even more crazy was just the, not thousands, hundreds, maybe a thousand or more messages yeah. that I received from women that were mm-hmm. in similar situations, caring for a loved one mm-hmm. and never really like identifying with that like, oh, well, I'm just doing what I am I should be, you know, for my mom who is right. ill and has cancer or, you know, something like that. And then putting all these women together and being like, I can't possibly respond to all of these messages. But how crazy and cool and sad and heartbreaking all at the same time that all of these young women mostly are, and men are going through the situation too, but of mostly course. women were reaching out to me that like, hey, we can all get connected together and we've all been through this thing. And I think that's what my lasting impression on the show hopefully is and I think that made an impact to talk about something that's very real and actually impacts a lot of people but absolutely um, not a lot of people know about or talk about right and I think that's something that is really great to bring up because that's an opportunity that you got out of saying yes to something completely unrelated right so that's something that I wanted to kind of talk about is the fact that yeah saying yes to certain opportunities can be scary because there's unknown, potentially negative consequences. There's also so many potential opportunities that can open up Mm -hmm. just because you've said yes to an original experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it can be hard to weigh the pros and cons, especially when there are so many unforeseen possibilities. So in terms of like other situations in your life as well, has there been a time where saying yes was something that didn't work out or saying yes was an experience that maybe did bring some of those more negative consequences that you weren't expecting? Good question. (laughs) That's a tough question too. But I would say recently I had the opportunity to move to London, which was really exciting. I love saying yes to adventures and we're similar in that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Travel is so fun. Oh, yeah. I just think it, you put yourself in, you know, a new environment. Mm-hmm. You're out of your comfort zone. You're learning. You're constantly growing when you're just shaking up your environment. I had been living in California for, uh, I mean, honestly, my whole life. I'm from here, uh, but was in school in Missouri. And so uh, took a risk and went to school in Missouri. Didn't know anyone there and have always been one to kind of push myself, just stretch myself out of my comfort zone just a little bit. And so I had an opportunity to move to London at the beginning of this year. Yeah. And I was like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's go for it. Yes. And I, and I was so excited about it. You know, I think that was an example where it's like you put yourself out there just one step too far. When I was thinking about that decision, I was weighing all the pros and cons of like, what would it mean to move there? And, um, you know, with work and with family and what I do and had to really weigh some big things like what do I do with my apartment with my car getting a visa all of these different things so many complicated things that go into a move like that I can't even imagine yes an international move it's not like moving you know a few hours away I was I, I felt like I was in a good spot where I was ready to say yes to this and I did and then you know almost three months in just realized it wasn't for me and and then also realizing like it's difficult because you imagine your life going one way and you think you're ready for this but I think a big part of it is just always knowing that there's always an out. If Absolutely. you aren't happy or if there's something that maybe you originally said yes to, but then it turns to a no, that that's okay. Yeah. So that's something that I feel like has been, it was a little bit of a culture shock and right. just um, realized that, you know, California and my life is here. I was really bummed about that because I right. was excited to move to London. It was maybe like a temporary thing or a few months and then just had 
moments of self-reflection of like, is this really what I want? And I think the biggest thing is that your opinion and mine can change if you decide you want to pursue a career path or you are in a relationship or you move to a city and you don't really like it. Being really empowered as a woman and knowing that if you are confident, you have a good head on your shoulders, you have um, a safety net of friends and family, that really any decision that you say yes to, you can also say no to at a certain point as well. I think that's so powerful because, I mean, as you know, I've been through situations in my past where I did change my mind. I went for a big life choice and I said, okay, I'm going to say yes to med school or whatever it was. And and sometimes it doesn't work out the way you thought it was. And sometimes it's just not the opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. And I think what trips people up a lot is that taking that risk of saying yes is sometimes scarier than like holding yourself back Mm -hmm. and not even going for the opportunity because they forget that there are always escape options, quote unquote. You know, there's always a way to kind of work around a decision that you've made. And if it doesn't work out for you, that's fine. You are always allowed to kind of backtrack and take a different path. You gave it a try. That's still more than most people would do. You know, you still went for it. You still said, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and move to a brand new country. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, myself included, like don't always take risks if it feels too scary Mm -hmm. or if it feels too permanent or whatever the situation is. And I think it's so important to remember that there's always a way out. There really is. There's always a way that you can be like, you know what? Never mind. I'm good. There's always an inject button. Like as a woman, if you think that you're in a situation where you're stuck and you can't make a change, that's actually not the case. Yeah, exactly. You can literally get yourself out of any situation if you're not happy, if it's not the right thing. I think for me with London, it was like, the what if would have been more weighing on me than the why not. Yes. And I'm glad I said why not. I'm glad I said yes to that because now I know so much about London. I've lived there almost three months. It's all good. And now I'm able to say yes to new things and new opportunities and have a new chapter being back here again. I love that. And again, selfishly, I'm very happy that you're back. So (laughs) I'm glad about that. But that kind of reminds me a lot about regret and how a lot of people, I think, hold themselves back from saying yes because they're afraid they're going to regret something. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to talk about the concept of saying yes and the concept of saying no in terms of regret and trying to avoid that like really awful gut feeling of like, oh crap, like that's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking back and I wish I had made a different choice. So when you're making these kind of big life decisions and even like smaller things about mm-hmm. saying yes and saying no, how do you decide what might cause you regret and what's still worth it, Mm -hmm. even if you feel like you might be facing some regret in the future. Yeah, I think it goes back to your core values Mm -hmm. and just understanding what your current life situation is and being really realistic with yourself. If you're making a decision, um, considering any sort of repercussions it could have on your emotional or physical well-being, if um, it's going to make an impact to your financial, uh, you know, state, the loved ones and close ones in your life, how will that impact them? So just kind of taking like a holistic view, depending on how big or small the situation is, these factors can change. But I think it just comes back to your core values Mm -hmm. and trusting yourself. And I think it takes time. It's like exercising a new muscle of learning to trust yourself and maybe saying yes to smaller things and smaller things so that you feel like you're equipped with this foundation of self-trust and knowledge that you can confidently navigate the world. Like I can say yes to something bigger because last time I said yes to that and it worked out well. Or last time I said yes to that and it didn't work out how I wanted, but I learned something from it. And now I feel even more equipped to say yes to something new in the future. 
I love that so much too because I think that self-confidence is so tied up in the concept of regret and the concept of being open to opportunities because Mm -hmm. I mean I know for sure when I was younger I had very very low self-esteem and self-confidence and that prevented me from saying yes to a lot of things like Mm -hmm. I literally remember I don't you probably wouldn't even remember this this is like way back when we were kids you had a birthday party and I was like I had such bad social anxiety that I was like I can't go I was like I can't go I don't want to go to the birthday party my mom literally sat me down and she was like I don't care if you are sobbing right now you have to go to this birthday party yes it was like I think we were it must have been around twin day I don't remember what year that was I remember having like um like a, a princess themed birthday party or like I don't know I'm we all dress up as I'm like wondering if it was like a Build-A-Bear party does that sound familiar that sounds very familiar <laughs> remember the, oh my gosh Build-A-Bear party that was right like, if you had a Build-A-Bear party I don't you think were was, like automatically cool I mean you just were <laughs> oh my god that's so funny but it's so true though mm-hmm. I mean I look back and I definitely did not have the self-confidence yeah. that you know I have today I look back and I wasn't super confident either and in certain things of like feeling confident about my body or like course, if I yeah. was smart enough or funny enough or right. pretty enough and I think a lot of us fall into this category or fall into this state sometimes as young women of like well we're not like them so we're not good enough it literally takes time to develop that skill to yes. realize what makes you you and you know I'm still getting there I'm still growing I have more to become more confident and everything Same. Like that. But I, don't, I was just talking about this with my with my roommate and yeah. some of my girlfriends of just like, we are now in this phase of our late 20s where mm-hmm. we are in our like strong woman era. Yes. Where we do not take any shit from men and it's just, yes. you know, you can speak up, you can use your voice and I just think once you tap into that and it just takes time, each woman individually, but once you tap into that, it's the best feeling ever. It really is. I feel like Lately, I've started to feel that more and more. And it's so freeing. And it also helps a lot in terms of making decisions in your future too. Because once you start to trust yourself a lot more, it starts to be easier and easier to say, you know what, I am going to go for this. Or I am going to do X, Y, and Z. Because you know that you can handle it no matter what the outcome is. Now I've gotten to a point where it's just whatever I want, whatever I'm feeling in the moment, I'm going to go for. And I think that translates really well to kind of the bigger life decisions. like. Once you know yourself and you know your core values, I mean, psychology says this all the time. Once you tap into the things that you truly believe, the heart of your personality, it really extends out into how you live your life Mm -hmm. and what behaviors you start to recognize are like good and making you, you know, achieve progress. Mm -hmm. And then what behaviors are a little bit more maladaptive or what choices might not be right for you. So it's just, it's very much all tied together in terms of self-confidence and making those kind of big decisions. I love that. So wise. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you. Wow. I try. I'm, I'm learning, <laughs> no, I'm literally I'm learning just, so much. <laughs> I'm just taking research from other people. That's all this is. <laughs> no, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, Sarah. So your situations in life have often come about because of saying yes. And I wanted to kind of dive into how often you should say yes. Is this something that we should always be going for? We should always be going after opportunities that are presented to us. Do you have any advice on if that's not something we should be doing every single time? Absolutely. I think, you know, saying yes too often can also become unhealthy, especially if you're people pleasing and Mm -hmm. saying yes to things that genuinely don't feel right you don't have the time or resources or energy 
emotionally, physically, financially, um, in a career. A lot right. of times, young women starting out saying, yes, you're hungry to everything. It can lead to burnout. It can lead to mental health issues. And so being really cautious of what you're saying yes to and how often, and then assessing how does that make me feel? Like if you are saying yes to things that just don't feel right, you know, it's right. not going to be putting you on the right path towards success. And yeah, saying yes too much, people may try to take advantage of you if you are that person right. and friends like, okay, yes, I'll do that, but you really don't want to, or you're going out of your way, or it's, it's not reciprocated um, yes, fairly definitely. in a relationship or friendship. Uh, just to be really cautious about that as well, because it's not always a good thing to say yes to everything. Definitely. And that's something that I, as a people pleaser, have experienced in the past, like especially in relationships. Mm. There was one relationship in particular in my past where I felt like I had to be in that position of saying yes to whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I was always the one who was kind of going along and saying, yeah, let's do it this way. And I think it's really hard to determine how to say no and also how to kind of say no in a way that doesn't put people off. Because I mm. think for people who are people pleasers, that's always a concern is you want to make sure that the people around you and the people you care about are happy with whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. But when you've had those kind of moments where you've had to say no, like how do you go about making that decision and how do you go about like implementing that decision? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, there are certain ways to phrase things that aren't, mm -hmm. you know, putting off to people. Like, for example, if you have a small business and someone is asking for services for free. Like say mm -hmm. you're starting a photography business and you're trying to take it seriously. You know, you have a fee for what family photos would be. Right. But, you know, somebody, a friend of a friend is, you know, asking, oh, well, you know, like, could you give it to me for free or something like that? Right. And you feel bad because it's an awkward situation and then you're maybe doubting, like, well, is this really like my real business? Is this just a side hustle? Should right. I do this favor for a friend? And then you feel bad. But sometimes, you know, you need, you need to look back and think, well, how, how would you react in that situation if, if you were on the other side? Would you even be making that request? What right. would that request mean for you? Is that going to, you know, put you in a spot financially or right. um, lose credibility or just things like that where there's so many sticky situations? And there maybe are. this isn't the right example, but just knowing that sometimes saying no or saying yes in a different way of, you know, at this time, I'm not offering free sessions, but right. absolutely, um, you know, I'm so appreciative you considered me to take photos for your family. If anything changes in the future, I'll absolutely let you know yes. or if I'm having a discount in the future. So maybe saying no, but then like providing other options or solutions. And this is just one example. No, and I love that too. I like the way you phrase it in terms of like, at this time, no, but I appreciate X, Y, and Z. And I appreciate you thinking of me. And I think it also comes down to the fact that self-confidence is also tied into saying no, mm -hmm. because you have to be able to be kind of firm when you're saying no to someone. Mm -hmm. You have to kind of have that mentality of this is what's best for me, even if it's not necessarily what's best for the other person. Right. Even if this other person wants free photos and you know wants me to provide the service without any charge, that's great for them, but it's not necessarily the right move for me and my business. And I think sometimes saying no can feel a little selfish, mm -hmm. but I also think that's a good thing because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we have to make sure that we're doing what's right for us. And we have to make sure that we're really keeping ourselves, our interests, and even our mental health intact because yeah. oftentimes saying yes too often 
can really impact mental health, especially if it's in like a work setting. Mm -hmm. Like if you have, um, especially as women, which is unfortunate that Mm -hmm. this is the case, but I've worked in employment situations where I had to say yes to everything or I felt like I did. Mm -hmm. And it was really taxing because all of a sudden I was working, you know, so many other responsibilities that were not part of my job, Mm -hmm. but it was because I didn't know how to say no and I didn't feel comfortable saying no. Mm -hmm. So I just kept letting it go on and on Mm -hmm. and further. And it started to really make me feel undervalued as an employee as well. Mm-hmm. Or so stretched think, thin as yeah, well. If, you, if you're doing one of everything, how can you thrive and uh, succeed in one lane if you're stretched right. thin in so many different things? But then that goes back to like, you know, why is it hard for someone to say no in a job situation? Because right. you rely on that as your income or totally. your health benefits. You want maybe a promotion or a reference in the future. But I would say some bosses may appreciate that if you're giving Mm -hmm. candid feedback of like you know this is really you know what my job description is and I'm happy to support but maybe um you know I'm feeling stretched thin being honest with that feedback definitely and and then also I guess would say like having financial security as a woman as a safety net Mm -hmm. so that you can say no to things because if you were to be fired tomorrow you have savings and time to figure it out or if you are in an unhealthy relationship and you are living with someone and you want to move out, but you can't because you can't afford it or something right. like that. Right. So just making sure that you have the, the safety net and these tools and resources in your back pocket yes. whenever you could use them because you never know. Life could change. And so part of being empowered to say yes is to have this strategy and these safety resources in your back pocket. Absolutely. And I think it like reminds me of this kind of idea of the dichotomy of this situation where saying yes is really only possible if you're also able to say no, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have that kind of self-reliance, you have the f- independent financial means mm-hmm. to where, yeah, you can still say yes to certain opportunities, mm-hmm. but being able to do that only happens if you're able to say no to other things. Mm-hmm. And you're able to kind of say, you know what, this particular relationship is maybe toxic, it's not working for me, I can say no to this, and then I can say yes to some other opportunity. And I think they're so tied together in ways that like I didn't even really consider to mm-hmm. begin with because to me it's always seemed like two separate issues altogether you know mm-hmm. like saying yes is very different than saying no but in reality it's all based on things we've talked about like self-confidence being able to rely on yourself and being able to have kind of independence to make your own choices and then say you know okay now I've made this choice I'm looking at the consequences maybe I'm going to go a different route mm-hmm. so I think it's just they're all very interconnected And I think that you put that so well. And also that there's real science and psychology behind it. Yes, there is. is super interesting. There is a lot of psychology behind this. In psychology, there has been a lot of research done on the issues of saying yes and the issues of opening yourself up to risk because it is something that can be kind of taxing on the mind. You know, it's something that can be really scary and it's something that can open you up to a lot of critique just kind of new situations in general, we tend to avoid risk. So because we're often in that position, that mindset of avoiding risk, we sometimes miss out on the possible good things that can come from making a decision. Mm -hmm. And there's actually an entire concept called sensation seeking. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the concept of saying yes. So there's a psychologist named Marvin Zuckerman, and he wrote a book called Sensation Seeking. And it's all about people who say yes because they're trying to live life in this very like full way. And, 
you know, oftentimes we think of people who are like this as like the adrenaline seekers, you know, those Mm, thrill seeking, like crazy people scaling up like the side of Half Dome in Yosemite with like no equipment. You're like, literally, what are you doing? (laughs) But I mean, this applies to a lot of people who are saying yes to opportunities because they know that there are risks, but they know that the potential outcomes and benefits are outweighing those risks. Yeah. And I think that's something that I know both of us kind of have aspects of that, but I think it's something that can be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're not doing it in a way that is overly done. So we don't want to be someone who's saying yes to every single opportunity because it means that you're kind of almost crowding your life in that way. If you say yes to everything, that necessarily means that you're not saying yes to only the things that are right for you. Mm-hmm. So we have to be selective in that. We have to really pay attention to the things that matter to us and to our core values. And mm-hmm. I know that's something that we discuss, but that's something that a lot of psychologists recommend is when you're trying to figure out what opportunities are right for you, you have to really look inward first. Mm-hmm. You have to write down, literally write out, like, mm-hmm. I want this out of my career. I want this out of my social life. You know, I want this out of where I live. And then from there, when you're presented with opportunities, you're able to really quickly see that lines up with my values, that one doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that kind of helps us streamline what we're saying yes to and what we can just let pass us by. Mm -hmm. And even that studies from the research that you've showed me and told Mm -hmm. me about, just that people feel happier when oh, they yeah. are taking risks. Yes. Because I think a lot of us think, oh, risk-taking is really scary. Yes. But that there can be really amazing psychological, emotional um, positives of saying yes in that way. Absolutely. I mean, saying yes and taking risks is really scary. Like, I definitely get really freaked out from saying yes and taking, like, really absurd risks. However, it is very much linked to rises in self-esteem and self-acceptance. And... Self-acceptance is something that a lot of people think is the same as self-esteem, but it's more encompassing of your entire personality. So it's not just self-esteem is high because I'm awesome and I'm smart and I'm pretty or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Self-acceptance is kind of saying, okay, I have these great qualities, but I also have a lot of these negative qualities and that's okay. I'm accepting my entire self as a whole. And that really comes from taking risks because it increases our self-confidence increases our self-esteem and then we're able to accept our flaws without being overly judgmental of ourselves so taking risks psychologically yeah sometimes it's scary but that's a good thing we want to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone that's really the only way we grow Mm -hmm. and i mean i can personally attest i have done a lot of growth only because i have taken risks and like started this podcast Mm -hmm. or done things that were very much out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. but were done because I knew that they aligned with my core values and they Mm -hmm. aligned with things I wanted to achieve. So I was able to take a risk in a way that set me up for hopefully success, Mm -hmm. increased my self-confidence and allowed me to kind of weigh the possible consequences and say, you know what, this is still worth it to me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, psychology basically says taking risks is good, but don't be too risky. Don't Mm -hmm. do things that are like ridiculously stupid and not thought out. On the whole, definitely taking risks tends to increase our happiness and our self-esteem. Amazing. Well, this was so fun. I'm really happy that we got a chance to talk. I think that so many people are going to hear your story and be really inspired and hopefully take more risks in their future. Good risks. Good risks. Healthy risks. Say yes to healthy things that will make you feel good and that align with your values. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. 
Okay, and Sarah, before I let you go, if our listeners want to find you and connect with you, where can they do that? Yes, absolutely. Please reach out, send me a DM, uh, say hi. My Instagram is at the Sarah Trot. Same with TikTok. Uh, you can learn more about me on my website, sarahtrotmedia.com. And then, if you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one with a chronic or terminal illness, I have a support group on Facebook called Sarah's Caregiver Community. We have more than a thousand members of mostly young women uh, dealing with similar struggles and challenges for caregivers. We have uh, support groups. We have a very active WhatsApp group chat of just like-minded women that are going through tough things. So please reach out, say hello. And yeah, thanks for listening to this podcast and having me. This is awesome. (laughs) Oh, of course. Thank you so much. And yeah, so reach out to Sarah if you have any questions for her or want to learn more. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please feel free to follow us on So About Your Advice on Instagram and TikTok. And if you need any help whatsoever from a mental health expert, please visit our website, soaboutyouradvice.com, where we have an entire page of resources that can get you to the help you need. And if you have a friend who may want some advice or who you think may need some advice, feel free to send them on over. In the meantime, keep it kind, mend your mind, and I'll catch you next week. 